Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right. What's up, everybody? It is Wednesday. It is uh, hump day. And thank you so much for joining us, Pushing the Limits. And uh, we have some special guests today. We, uh, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. We've got liberal talk show host Doug Basham going to be joining us today. Uh, Donald Trump on Truth Social is getting a, a little in trouble. Has something to do with his uh, civil rape case. We'll get to that. Joe Biden officially announcing Uncle Joe that he is running for president. Oh, re-election. <laughs> I should say re-election in 2024. So we are going to talk about that. Uh, the ad that he put out, I guess you could call it a, um, a campaign ad. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard back in the news for the wrong reasons. Not because she did anything well or did anything to help anybody, but uh, now she's complaining that the reason why we have all these transgenders running around, it's because of Democrats and their woke policies. We have audio to play for you on that. And an update, uh, Walt Disney is now suing Ron DeSantis. Yes. Wow. Um, so this is interesting. Uh, the, this story is... Uh, Certainly heating up. Before I introduce Doug and, and we get to um, all the news stories of the day, we do have a couple big announcements to make. We don't need a drum roll now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, KSHP, of course, you could listen to KSHP on, yeah. the, on the on the AM dial. But um, the big announcement is that KSHP is now going to be also simulcasted on FM. Oh, yes. yeah. So that is a yes. big uh, that is a big deal. And um it appears as though uh, we will be 107.1 FM on no, on no later, <laughs> no later than Monday. So yes. I was told that it could be over the weekend that we could be uh, on the FM dial uh, over the weekend. But uh, you probably won't be able to hear our show on the FM until Monday at the latest. So that's I'm big excited. news. And yes. the reason why that's big news is because there's only a few stations in town uh, that are both AM and FM. In fact, the last station that I was on, when I was on the station, it was FM and AM, and now their AM is completely gone. Mm. Um, and the only other, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only talk station besides sports, a few sports stations in town, uh, there are no political stations anymore that are going to be both AM and FM. There are no political shows that are going to be both AM and FM. I think right. this is going to be it. So that's really cool. Uh, so that's that's some big news. I'm really yeah, uh, really happy about that. And uh, that's a big deal. Uh, don't get me wrong. That is a big deal. To be on both AM and FM in this town on a talk station is a big deal. So oh, yeah. uh, so that's, that's super awesome. Uh, KXNT is an FM or AM. KDWN is in both FM and AM. Uh, 670 is only, you know, of course, an AM station. Right. Uh, there is no political talk in this town that is both FM and AM. So that is a, uh, a huge deal. So kudos to KSHP and, and we're really happy that we're going to be reaching even a, a bigger audience. So that's super cool. We do have a couple, uh, big guests, uh, next week that I wanted to, um, promote uh former congresswoman shelly berkeley she's running for mayor here in las vegas nice. always wanted to talk to her it's weird i've never interviewed her before she's coming in studio on monday so i'm Ooh. i'm really looking forward to talking to her and then uh definitely a guy that i've been wanting to talk to for a while the secretary of state cisco aguilar um gosh last time i talked to him he was working for andre agassi and now he's the secretary of state he's going to be joining us in studio next week as well so we have some big guests and, uh, of course, we're going to be at Sapphire uh, Pool yes. on Friday. Ooh. Uh, I heard it might be close to uh, 100 degrees this weekend. I don't know what the w- weather's supposed to be like on Friday, but right. uh, it's going to be hot. 
for a lot of different reasons, including Chris Wynn being there, you know. Ah! But uh, no, we're going to have some special Wait, guests on isn't, Friday. Uh, Coach Mo going to be in a Speedo? <laughs> that I don't know. But the special guest we are going to have, of course, a former NBA veteran Marcus Banks is going to be joining us. He's going to be there. Uh, we've got uh, stand-up comic Lindsey Glazer, who's going to be joining us there. Uh, NBA veteran Paul McKeskey is going to be there. Reality TV star from the hit show Tanked, Brett Raymer is going to be there. Uh, you know, we're going to have a, a, and many more special guests that are going to be joining us. Nice. Uh, Mac Miller is going to be there. Uh, I heard... Uh, uh, JJ might be joining us as well from Morning Blend. So we're going to have a lot of cool people uh, joining us. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Anyway, so I wanted to uh, exciting announcements to make. And I wanted to start off the show by by doing that. Doug, it's good to see you, my friend. How are you? Thanks for being uh, here. Hey, yes. Always a pleasure to be here, Brian. One question. Who's this guy? It's Wednesday. I thought it was going to be you, <laughs> me and Michelle. <laughs> what? Well, Michelle, uh, she'll probably be angry at me saying this, but... Uh, uh, I think uh, she has a uh, photo op at the border. I don't know. She's Ooh. at the border. I don't even know what that means. Like what? So what? Yeah, what I don't get it. People say, "Oh, I'm going to the border." And what are you going to do? Like it's just I don't know. Whatever. I'll talk to her about it. <laughs> Listen, I'll I, talk to her about. I it I would venture back. to say that it's probably not for a political photo op. Yeah, and, I think Michelle is probably there on vacation with her kids. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. A, a border photo op doesn't sound yeah. her style. I really don't know. And, and, you know, uh, so, uh, we'll talk to her next week. Anyway, some special guests Where joining us. Doug, you know who I am. <laughs> yes, I do. That, that Wait, was, Doug, I, you I know was just I being am. facetious. <laughs> so, I, I just wanted to get a Michelle line in. Yes. There, that's all. So, and, Brian, before you actually go further, I, I wanted to, cause you're, you're speeding up real quick. I wanted to get back to you, um, cause people were wondering, did you ever get a response back from the guy who was supposed to come on our show, who you gave it to via email? Everyone's wondering what happened to that. Was there a response? Who are you talking about? I forgot the guy's name. I think it was yesterday. You you sent him a message because is he, he a reporter? The the guy from the RJ. Oh yeah, you're talking about yeah. Victor Jocks or jokes or. Do you go off on everybody? Do you forget who you go off on? <laughs> no, I definitely don't go off on everybody. But I go off on people that lie to me and and disrespect. Did he respond? Was being a coward. Uh, he did not. Um, you're talking about Victor Jocks, who is a. He's not a journalist. He's a right-wing bias buffoon. Mm. He writes for the Review Journal. There's a lot of right-wing bias buffoons at the Review Journal. Mm. And uh, he's a guy who did come in studio several months back. He only mm. does right-wing echo chamber radio shows like Kevin Wall. Mm. And he told me he didn't, he couldn't do the show in the future. First, he said he was busy. Then I emailed him back, and then he said life is crazy. And then he did Kevin Wall's show on Monday because a guy like Kevin Wall will not challenge him on anything that he says. He could say the craziest things, which he does. And Kevin Wall is just, in my opinion, a terrible host and doesn't... Uh, <laughs> doesn't challenge people you well, have I to doubt he's gonna come on the yeah, show after you yeah, say it all this yeah no he won't no he's not gonna come on because he's a coward Ooh, he's wow. not a coward because he doesn't want to come on the show he's a coward because he won't tell the truth mm. the reason why he doesn't want to do a show like this is because he doesn't want to be challenged like so many of these right-wing idiots mm. they don't want to be challenged uh on their ridiculous positions like for example taking away a woman's health care um or talking about critical race theory when they really can't name any teachers that are doing it. Right. Uh, talking about, you know, drag queens and how it's such a huge threat to kids right. and how transgenders are making this, the, the sky fall. This guy does what all the right wing idiots do. Mm -hmm. But then when I challenged him on it last time he came in, respectfully, I, I know he didn't like it. He didn't mm. like to be challenged. He just wants to spew his hatred and this right-wing echo chamber radio. Before I get to my – see, you got me fired up now. Before, <laughs> Well, everyone wanted before, to get an update. You have before, to update us. Go ahead. His name is Victor Jocks. Find him on Twitter and tell him he's a coward because he is. But um, And he Jeez. won't come back on my show. But, um, but anyway, going back to um, – what I was saying about right-wing echo chamber radio, if, if you listen to right-wing radio, it's very simple. It uh, doesn't matter whether you're listening to Mark Levin today or Sean Hannity or 
or whoever, Dana Loesch, that witch, or whoever. Um, they're all talking about the same things today. How Joe Biden has ruined the country. How could he run for re-election? He's got Alzheimer's. Let's talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Let's talk about drag queens. Let's talk about how Democrats think gay, being gay is cool and gay people are ruining the country and transgender people are ruining the country and Donald Trump is the next messiah and he could not have committed a crime. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just saved 20 hours for you of right-wing radio and that's all they're going to talk about today on TV and, and on the radio. That's over. it. They're not going to talk about anything else. That's all they're going to talk about. The Biden crime family. Biden has Alzheimer's. The Hunter Biden laptop. They won't talk about any real issues that matter to you. <laughs> by, the, by the way, speaking of which, you know who Peter Thiel is, the billionaire tech yes. guy he co-founded. Well, I think he founded PayPal and he was the first outside um, investor in Facebook. Yes. And he's a mega GOP donor. He has announced he will not be financing any GOP candidates for 2024 reason being in his words they're phony culture wars and he mentioned two in specific abortion trans yeah i'm I'm not surprised i need you to comment on this i can't comment on every single person that that talks on our page i know but i I just need you to comment on this because you have to tell us who the commenter is oh that's fine uh so gas man and gas man yeah i really don't care listen i know but i really don't listen they say that you keep you keep bringing up the topic of trans and gay communities and they really want to know can you even name the gay clubs or where the gay clubs are in vegas i can well that's that's a stupid you can doug yeah. And isn't that dumb? Isn't that dumb that they would ask that? Because you don't well, need to you know. Well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's get it good. Is. Here's my <laughs> advice. Jamie, I'll say this on the air. Here's my advice. When idiots say things like that, ignore it. I'm not, I do. Okay. Well, here, well, I, I, let's go ignore go that because it's a here's, stupid statement. Here's the thing. Right-wing talk radio, right-wing media, Breitbart, et cetera, et cetera. What they, they're not all powerful, but they are powerful enough that sometimes they can compel the mainstream media to adapt their narrative. Yep. That's what Gas Man does yep. every day. That's the, Why that, aren't you talking about Hunter Biden's laptop? Yep. Because it's a non-issue, you moron. And let me be very clear. like him are better ignored than yeah, acknowledged. Yeah, that's that's yep. the advice I'm trying yep. to give to Jamie. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, let me um, say this, though. You don't have to know where every gay nightclub and gay bar is in this country to understand that we should be treating people as equals, regardless of their sexual orientation, the color of their skin, or whether they're transgender or not. The idea that you have to name where all the gay clubs are at in a city to have an opinion on transgenders exactly. or people who are gay is yes. probably the dumbest thing yes, I've ever I heard in my life. And he got it from his right wing video. And you are an absolute fool and an embarrassment. But so see, now we can I, move on. But yeah, see, Brian, you, uh, Brian, you, Brian, he gets that from his right wing media. And his right wing yeah. media presents it to him like it's a legitimate thing. And Do you know the way, where the gay clubs are? And they don't realize and, that's a, a stupid question. The way, isn't it? I don't want to waste any more time on this idiot, so let's move on now. Um, and obviously, oh, I want to beat him up some the more. Big news, <laughs> the big news that I came out, them. the big news that came out yesterday, of course, and I don't think anybody was surprised by it. I certainly wasn't. Uh, that uh, Joe Biden is running for re-election. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll be the first one to admit this, and Doug, we can get into a conversation about this. Joe Biden wasn't my first pick. He wasn't my second pick. He wasn't my third pick. Nor mine. Joe Biden is old. Unlike many of the right-wing clowns out there, I'm not a doctor, and they're all going to say he's got Alzheimer's. I've actually spoken to real doctors that are apolitical. They say, look, he's just, he's just an older guy. I don't see anything <laughs> wrong with him. Um, I will say this. I didn't want him to run for re-election. And the reason why I didn't want him to run for re-election, because I am afraid that if it's not Donald Trump, that if it is Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis will defeat him. 
I am afraid of that. I'm pretty confident that he will defeat Donald Trump again. I can't imagine that Donald Trump would win. But Joe Biden's not a great candidate anymore. I don't think Joe Biden's a bad guy. My vote was an anti-Donald Trump vote. Joe Biden has a lot of accomplishments in the last couple of yes, years. Yes, he does. He's made also made some mistakes, and he's done some things that I disagree with. But I don't think he's been a horrible president. No. I think he's been just fine. He has had one of the yeah. more consequential first terms of any president in recent memory. Yeah. And when people say the sky is falling, I ask them, <laughs> what policies has Joe Biden put in place that would lead you to believe that the sky is falling? But anyway. Oh, him and Hunter are selling out to China. Meanwhile, yeah. it's Trump that has a secret bank account in China. Exactly. Right. So I want to play you some audio because he released, he didn't do, I think he's doing a press conference today. He might have already done it. But yesterday he um, he announced his re-election campaign and he put out this video or i should say his campaign staff his staff put out this video i want to play you a couple cuts of this video it's only about three minutes long but i got a couple key parts to it that i wanted to play for you guys and then i want you guys to respond to it for sure so this is a part in the video where he's warning people about magas have a listen to this (laughs) but you know around the country MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms cutting social security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy, dictating what healthcare decisions women can make, banning books and telling people who they can love, all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. Okay, so I'll be honest with you. I don't disagree with him at all. No. Republicans are giving tax breaks to the rich and, and CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They want to take away a woman's right to choose. Mm-hmm. They're banning books, and there are some Not a lot, but there are a few Republicans that want to abolish Social Security because they're on record saying so. Joe Biden is not wrong, and that's not a scare tactic. That's being honest. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I saw a great meme online. It was a library in Ron DeSantis, Florida, and all the shelves were completely empty except for one book, Mein Kampf. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think if Joe Biden wants to win re-election, he has to keep And I'm not going to use the term talking points because to me, sometimes talking points are not truthful. This is truth. Yeah. That's what Republicans are doing. They're not giving tax breaks to the poor or middle class. They're giving tax breaks to the rich. That's what they've always done. They want to take away a woman's right to choose. Uh, You know, they're banning books and this whole, they talk about rewrite history. Yeah, some are doing that. I He's agree. trying to erase history. I agree with you. Some and are, you know, yeah. I agree with you, Brian. He, Biden wasn't my first choice, nor second, nor third. Mm. I told you months ago who I wanted to see be the Democratic nominee for yeah. this next election. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't Joe Biden. It was Gavin Newsom. I think Gavin Newsom would be a better choice. Kamala Harris, I don't want her anywhere near the White House anymore. But, Wait, you know, why? She's well, not for, a good candidate. For a lot of different reasons. Well, let me ask you a question. What has yeah. she done as vice president? That's what I'm asking from you. You're the one who has a strong opinion. That's what I want to know. Well, uh, I don't have a strong opinion It's what on she that. hasn't done. Okay. So I'm asking, like... Well, explain. So, so okay, this is your sure. opinion, not mine. So I first ask you why. Of, first of all, my first <laughs> comment first. to <laughs> Kamala Harris is this. She's nobody of substance. And what I mean by that is... When she does interviews and she talks to the mm. media and the very few press conferences she does, mm. she she's really a horrible communicator and she doesn't <laughs> oh, and gosh. she doesn't resonate with people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think Doug would disagree with me on that. Um, as far no, when Biden picked her, it was a smart, strategic decision at the time. Doesn't. Mm. But at the time, I said, "Really? Do you want to make this old guy your candidate? Are you yeah. thinking four years in advance?" Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not a good. Uh, She's not a good vice president, in my opinion. She doesn't resonate with people. Um, 
I think it's great that we have a black woman as vice president just mm-hmm. from a, a standpoint of, hey, we want more minorities in office. We want more women in office. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. But I also look at Kamala Harris and I don't look at her as a, a good candidate mm-hmm. or an extremely intelligent person or somebody that I think, in my personal opinion, should be in that spot. And that has nothing to do with her being a woman mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with her being black. For example, I would love Michelle Obama to run for president of the United States. And I can amazing. tell you, I would be <laughs> running to the ballot box <laughs> and know, voting right. for her. I'd be running. A Why? lot of people would. It, Why? It would Number be one. a slaughter. Number one, extremely intelligent woman. Yep. Number two, extremely well-spoken. Number three, as the first lady, she did some wonderful things, including nutrition for kids that are in schools. And, Which, and of course, did, Republicans trash. Right, and what did Melania do? She was making tennis courts and getting rid of roses. And, you know, during January 6th, she was, she was building those tennis courts that she loved. What the hell did <laughs> Melania Trump do? Right. So, I mean, you know, Michelle Obama is an extremely accomplished law degree, educated, huh? smart, I don't consider and Mich- she won't do it. I don't consider yeah. Michelle Obama a Looney Tune lefty either. <laughs> no, um, but that would be my first choice. But right. uh, Kamala Harris to me, she's the opposite of Michelle Obama. So that's that's that. Now let's get back to the Joe Biden ad, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a moment here in this three minute campaign ad where he says why he's running for office again. Let's play that. That's why I'm running for re-election because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty, respect, and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. So, my problem with that is he said, we are a nation that. What he should have said, we are a nation that should. Yeah. Because right now, we are not that nation. Right. Um. I'll be honest with you. I'm not crazy about that message he's sending. I, I kind of like it when he goes after the MAGAs, to yeah. be honest with you, um, because there is an extremist far right in this country that is just full of bigotry and hatred, uh, anti-gay, anti-transgender, more guns are the answer. You know, uh, Barack Obama wasn't born in this country. We, we all we all know it. The, we know who these people are. Um Here's, you know, it's interesting. We had Joe Walsh on the show yesterday. And Great guest. I, I love Joe. Walsh. One of my favorites. And. He said something that was so interesting to me, and it made so much sense. I didn't even think about it. He said, why doesn't Joe Biden just embrace the fact that he's old? Yep. Just get up in front I of him. I heard that, and I thought the same thing. Just, what a brilliant right. suggestion. Yep. Just get up hey, in front man, of him. Hey, man, I'm old. <laughs> right, hey, right. listen. I I'm, I'm a little old. I'm going to forget stuff. <laughs> I'm a little but, old. But when it best. comes to sitting down <laughs> so, and doing stuff, right, right. I can still sign my name. Right. Sometimes I forget things. Yeah. I'm 80 years old. Uh, I have a stuttering issue. I've had it my whole life. Right. Uh, I don't move like I used to. I do forget <laughs> things from time to time. But you know what? I'm still g- going to be your president. Right. And, and and I'm still going to do blah, 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 blah. Well, if because he, they, they... I may yell at you to get off my lawn. The pre- president is supposed to have a perfect image. They're not supposed to have anything wrong with them. They're supposed to be capable enough to leading our country and keep us out of wars and keep us out of poverty and all the other stuff and keep us from recessions. However, people don't realize that these people who are in our, these positions are still humans at the end of the day. And if you want somebody who's going to actually lead your company with that company, wow, country with grace and actual respect and with true honesty, you need them to be open about themselves. Right. You can't have somebody in power who's lying to you about the disabilities. At this point, well, it's a I wouldn't say that his reluctance to 
act upon Joe Walsh's suggestion, which probably nobody's ever made to him, right. is a sign of lying. I just don't think it's something I, I think I wish Joe Walsh could get a hold of him and present it to him. Right. Well, listen, what do I think Joe Biden's best attribute is? I'll be honest with you. I believe his best attribute is showing empathy for people, mm. uh, embracing people that have lost loved ones, because Joe Biden has a history of sadly losing his first wife in a car accident with his daughter. He lost his son, Bo, who, by the way, was a hero who served this country. And when I hear Joe Biden, you know, because I just lost my sister and I've lost my close friend. And when I hear Joe Biden talk about loss, it resonates with me. And I know one thing about Joe Biden. People can say what they want about him, but he has empathy for people. And oh, he it's shows genuine. It. Yes, and it's genuine. It's not fake. It's not forced, right? I remember when he called the George Floyd family and, and, and people that are victims of violence. Listen, the right-wingers will say, why didn't he call the victims of the families in Tennessee? And they try to make it like a racial thing, like he's doing it for politics. Joe Biden can't call every single person that is the victim of violence. Mm -hmm. But he calls a lot of people. And he reaches out to a lot of people, and I don't think that's because of the color of somebody's skin or their well, gender. It doesn't matter what he does or what he says. The right will find fault. All their, yeah. all their jabber jabber about, why doesn't he go to the border? If he had gone to the border immediately, they would have accused him of going for a photo op. Of course. So you can't win with these people. They will gaslight you and gas man you. Yep. Honestly, at the end of the day, what one thing that I dislike is twisting the narrative when the narrative is plainly there. I hate that you're trying to lead people to believe something that's not true when you're supposed to be protecting the people. You should, you can't say that you're protecting me as a Republican, but then you're lying to me at the same time. How does that work? <laughs> well, it, fear. it doesn't. And, it's and, a fear factor. Well, they don't have yeah. to be honest with Which their, sucks with their how, constituents because they have them scared to mm -hmm. death. And how do you that if they don't vote like Republican, that? they're right. going to burn for all eternity in hell. You right. know, uh, a perfect example is, you know, Republicans will will lie and and will generalize and say that Democrats want to take all your guns away. Uh, some idiot that I used to work with in radio, who's a despicable human being, and I am so <laughs> I am so ah. I am so glad I don't I don't work with this person anymore. But this person goes on social media and Jeez. says uh, Democrats are trying to make it cool to be gay and transgender. No, you stupid fool. I'll tell you what they're trying to do. Make people who are gay comfortable for who they are. Yeah. Make people who are transgender comfortable. Hey, it's okay yeah. to be gay. Hey, it's okay to be transgender. You be who you are, you stupid moron. But again, that's where they play the religious card. Because the Bible says it's a sin to lie with another man. I just don't understand why you can't just under live your own life. Who cares what other people I'm are doing? I'm Jamie. Prime example, we had By Edward the way, you're yesterday. pretty cute. <laughs> Listen, I'll take it. Well, like Eric, We had a, a call yesterday the name Edward who called in and was just like I don't care what happens what people do in their sheets but you are all the same people who care about what transgender people are doing you care about what gay people are doing why does it only matter what straight people are doing in the sheets I'm saying why does it not matter what straight people are doing in the sheets but gay people and trans people because the bible doesn't say anything against straight people what it says a lot of stuff against straight people well not sexually <laughs> Listen, and the bottom in, line is this. Keep in mind, most Republicans are sexually oppressed. Let me tell you something, man. oppression There's some people that aren't going to like what I'm about to say, but I really don't care. That's never stopped me. I have a feeling uh, I'm going to like ahead. it. <laughs> Ultra-religious people, and, I, and I'm particularly right now talking about the alt-right Christians. I'm not saying that every Christian is a bigot. I'm not saying that everybody on the right is a bigot. Mm -hmm. But particularly those that are on the alt-right that are Christians. 
What they do is they use bigotry, meaning they look at someone who is gay as beneath them or, quote, a sinner. They look at those that are transgenders as sinners. And then when somebody calls them out on their bigotry, because that's what this is, you're looking at somebody differently because they're not like you. Mm -hmm. And then their excuse is, well, based on my religion, these cowards use their religion and hide behind their religion to, to try to make an excuse for their bigotry. And guess what? People on the left ain't doing that. People on the left ain't doing that. It's people on the far right. They use their bigotry and excuse it by saying, well, that's what that's what it says in the Bible. You know, or that's Brian, what my religion tells me. Meanwhile, you never hear these same a-holes talking about all the priests right. that have molested children. Well, they don't so. want to talk about that. Now, you made a great comment. One thing that I completely dis- like disagree with and hate is how are you going to call out somebody else's sin and not call it your own sin? There's so many sins in the Bible that you don't want to look at, but you look at this one sin and try to ignore everything else when you're probably doing the same stuff. That's part of the Bible (laughs) they ignore about the splinter in your eye. Right. Well, I I will. I was going to say, you know, I've spent the majority of my adult life on the road as as an entertainer. Mm -hmm. I have worked with more gays and trans than I would venture to say everybody else in this room combined. Mm -hmm. And I have never seen a more creative, um, more kind and gentle. One time I was performing on the east coast of Canada. We had to leave as soon as we finished our performance because a storm was coming in. We we raced it as much as we could. We got caught in it. My then wife got pneumonia. The next club we were scheduled to perform at was a gay club. They were worried over her like she was their daughter. Mm-hmm. We finished a set. They had soup waiting for her, a blanket. I mean, and it had nothing to do with the fact that they were gay. It's just that they were gay. And as I say, there are some of the more creative, compassionate people I've ever had. Justin, what music music are you playing? Your timing is off. What is this? What are you playing right now in the middle of Doug's? Are uh, you mocking me, young man? What is Not this? at all. What are you playing? What is this? It's a theme. It's a it's a set for magicians. Do you know this, Doug? Interesting oh. timing, but okay, oh, that's fair. Okay. It's a good tune. He's had better better timing and choices. Okay. But, but, uh, I, understand, I understand what he was I'm trying to do. To break. Can, I, can yes, we actually we touch on something really quick, though, before we go to break? Quickly, quickly. So you did say, and I, I always appreciate your advice, and I always take things, and I hear you, and I appreciate your mentorship, but you did say, you know, obviously we have to block out all the comments. We can't address everything, and I understand that, because obviously I don't bring up every comment that is said, because that was the case, we wouldn't have a show, because we talk about comments all of day. Of course. Because people are actually coming in on PTL Radio Show on YouTube and really showing out, which is awesome. However, can you please address the fact that your comment kind of makes it seem like you don't want to hear about comments anymore. So can you address that? Because people are liking it. People are, people it, are liking that you're sure. actually addressing it, the audience and you're I, not making this I'm just gonna about I'm going to try you. and answer this the way I think Brian would. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. Brian's not against comments. Mm. He's against gaslighting, mm. lying, mm. and right-wing nuts, mega right-wing nuts trying to change the narrative the narrative to what their media tells them which so, isn't the most important narrative. example perfect example today i'm not interested in responding to trolls mm-hmm. i'm not interested in responding to people that have an iq under 20 we're gonna be trolls though to so you, to be so so i don't i don't uh if somebody has a disagreement with me mm-hmm. i'm happy to have a conversation with them or mm-hmm. debate or whatever you want to call it i do it every day mm-hmm. but what i don't tolerate is ignorance 
and I most don't, of the stuff is going to be ignorant though. Everything okay, I bring up is usually I'm, ignorant. Then I'm not going to respond to it. <laughs> right. So, so you you all, so but then that that that's counterproductive to that the show though. You're responding to a bunch of ignorance in the in the world currently. Not, so what's the not, difference? It's not counterproductive to one or two trolls that uh, go on. But what's the issue though? What's watch the, issue? the show what's every the issue? day. The issue is I don't want to waste time like we're doing right now okay. and talking. Well, and also the okay. issue is it doesn't matter what you say to these right wing trolls. They're never going to like you, and they will come back. For example, I will say this. I will say this, and then we'll go to break. I'll use the same example that we used 15 minutes ago. Mm. When we're talking about serious issues, like the transgender community, or people who happen to be homosexual, and I'm talking about how those on the far right are bigots, And then somebody makes a statement. I bet you can't name all the gay bars in Las Vegas. That's you told, not... me, you told me to name the Bulls players yesterday. Okay, okay but that's a <laughs> but that's a completely different conversation. That's a sports conversation. Yeah. That is a waste of time to respond to a statement like that hey, because it works. it's because it's ignorant. Yeah. Like and, most and, that's just, and, it, yeah. and worse than that, it's irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. Like Brian so, said, you don't have to know to the about, names of exactly. the gay clubs. Talk to yeah. me about things that are relevant. To be informed about yeah. sexuality. Even if, well, this is, this is good to, for the audience to hear because, again, what I'm doing, as you know, is handling the comments, okay. handling the social media. And I want to make sure people know that you're still open to talking about certain comments and you okay. want people to call in, but you're yeah. not disregarding them either. Yeah. Well, anybody who thinks all everybody's going to be disregarded if I, if, if I disagree with them is a fool. Because yep, I need you to just, every, this, this has nothing to do with me because I'm not the one commenting, so I don't fact, care. In <laughs> you fact, can, you can give me a call right now, and if you disagree with something I've said or Doug said or Jamie said, you can call us. The number to call is 702-221. possibly disagree with what I said? Number to call 702-221. There's a lot of people disagreeing with you right now. Let me try this again. Number to call 702-221-7283. And again, the number if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. Of course, anybody's welcome to call, agree or disagree with anything we've said uh, yes, on the show. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Tulsi Gabbard back in the news, again, for the wrong reasons. I'll give you a hint. It has something to do with being transgender. Uh, and uh, by the way, she uh, was the fill-in host for Tucker Carlson. I don't think Tulsi Gabbard's a Democrat. Or an independent, for that matter. But we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back. 702-221-7283. You are listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero, Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. 
They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client, so please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Steiner's, the Nevada style pub, invites you to play the best tavern, kino, and video poker in Vegas. Promos are how we roll, so make the most of your gaming dollars here with us. Come play our proud partner gaming promotion, Fly Aviators Fly, and receive daily free play, bonuses, and more. With a chance to win awesome branded prizes and big money for all the jackpots each week. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's a 24 awesome rotating draft beers. Vegas is best appetizers to match. So join us in supporting your Las Vegas Aviators, Golden Knights, Lights, Aces, and the Raiders, as we make history in Vegas. Steiner's, the Nevada style pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard at Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place. Located only four miles from downtown Colorado Springs, at just 10 miles from Pikes Peak, Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods offers spacious rooms featuring contemporary decor with stylish furnishings, including divided living and sleeping areas, the Hyatt Grand Bed, state-of-the-art media and work center, a 42-inch flat-panel high-definition television that easily integrates with laptops and other devices, and complimentary breakfast is included in your stay. Hyatt Place Colorado Springs Garden of the Gods at 503 West Garden of the Gods Road. Visit HyattPlace.com. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. On a Wednesday, it's What's up? I want to tell you guys about uh, my good friends Jackson's Bar and Grill. My favorite gaming bar in Vegas, by the way, by far. Uh, I got to get the new promotions, by the way, for May. He hasn't given me the new promotions yet, Mr. Brian Slipbach. But uh, hey, today is Wednesday. That means it's Kino Multiplier Wednesdays uh, on all Kino machines. Uh, three times points. Check that out. God, I had the best prime rib there the other day. It was awesome. Uh, so and good. Chicken Alfredo is pretty good there, too. Uh, great food, great atmosphere, great gaming bar, man. It's it, To me, it's one of the best places uh, in all of Las Vegas to gamble because it's just so relaxing and everybody there. It's like a, I feel like a, it's a family there. So please check them out, Jackson's Bar and Grill. Also, quick reminder, uh, this Friday, noon to 2 p.m., we are broadcasting our show live from the Sapphire Topless Pool. It's a really tough job, but somebody has to do it. Uh, they give us uh, The people there at Sapphire are so great. You know, you go to some strip clubs. I don't know, Doug, do you go to strip clubs on, uh, on occasion? I've never been to a strip club in my entire... Why are you lying? <laughs> Why are you lying? <laughs> no, but the, you re- know the what reason I'm... I said that, that's what Sean Hannity said once. Uh, he, you've never been to a yeah, strip club. Well, he's club. a liar. We I know mean, that. Who cares if you're to a strip club or We know that. I haven't been to one in the last yeah. day or so. So... <laughs> 
the, the point I want to make is that you go to some strip clubs and, you know, some of them can be very dirty and dingy. And yeah, those feel, are the best. You feel like you're walking into a prostitution ring and it's just, you know, some what? some some <laughs> some strip clubs are like that. I won't mention the names, but I can tell you now right now, knows, man, so I don't go. I can tell you right now, Sapphire is unbelievably nice. The people there are great. It's very professional. Everybody's having a great time. To me, it's the best uh, strip club, uh, gentleman's club, whatever you want to call it, in all of Las Vegas. So we're going to be there. Food, drinks are flowing, and uh, we got some special guests that are going to be there Friday. You all are welcome to come and check it out. Our show live, noon to 2 p.m., Pushing the Limits. So it's going to be a lot of fun at Sapphire. And we're going to be there every other week throughout the entire pool season. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So um, as you know, gentlemen... Or maybe Ooh, you don't, but uh, I love that Donald Trump has been accused of rape or sexual assault with at least 25. Women, yes, at least 25, oh, wow. including his ex-wife in court documents, the lady Ivanka Trump. So it appears as though in this civil suit, it's not criminal. It's a civil rape case. Okay. Donald Trump decided to go on his truth social, or as I like to call it, liar social. <laughs> And uh, the judge presiding in this case is not happy. I'm going to read you verbatim what Donald Trump has said in the last 24 hours about this case. You ready? Here we go. Let's get into it. They got caught lying. The Miss uh, Bergdorf Goodman case is financed by a big political donor that they tried to hide. Does anybody believe that I would take a then almost 60-year-old woman that I don't know from the front door of a very crowded department store with me being very well known, to put it mildly, into a tiny dressing room and her? She didn't scream. There aren't witnesses. Nobody saw this. She never made a police complaint. If it was seen there with a woman, big press, scam. So basically what Donald Trump is saying is because... A woman doesn't scream, and she doesn't immediately file a police report. She could not have been raped. Mm. He is giving, that is not a defense, by the he way. He is giving all. the kind of defense that, that used to be given 20 years ago. That would 20, work 20 years 25, ago. 30 years but ago. But not in today's day. Quick age. thing. E. Jean Carroll got on the stand today and said these eight words. I'm here today because Donald Trump raped me. And one thing people should know, back when he was deposed in October... He was showing a picture and at, of him with E. Jean Carroll yeah. and asked if he recognized the person in, in the picture. He said, that's Marla. Marla Mape, that's my wife. He mistook E. Jean Carroll for his wife. It gets worse, saying, by the way. Anybody say, I'd take a 60-year-old woman. This is what she looked like back then. Mm-hmm. He's Very saying, pretty. He's oh, saying, wow. oh, who does she remind you of? Yeah. By the way, Marla it doesn't Maples even matter whether you're attractive. It doesn't even matter whether you're attractive or not. Uh, that's in the eyes of the beholder, right? As as they say, and uh, that's. But he went on. By the way, Trump went on on his liar social oh my gosh. website. What else did he say? The E. Jean Carroll case is a made up scam. Her lawyer is a political operative. It's funny. Everybody that, uh, and every case he has, and every attorney that is presiding over that the case against him has to be a political operative, including the judges. By the way financed by a big political donor that they said didn't exist only to get caught lying about that just look at her cnn interview before and after the commercial break like a different person she said there was a dress using the old monica Lewinsky stuff then she didn't want to produce it the dress should be allowed to be part of the case this is a fraudulent and false story witch hunt let me also remind donald trump that just because there isn't bodily fluid on a dress doesn't mean that a rape didn't happen. Exactly. Just because she didn't scream doesn't mean a rape didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Just because she didn't immediately file a police report doesn't mean it didn't happen. Let the mm-hmm. chips fall where they may in the case with all of his other cases. But the judge now, this is why this is important and why I'm reading this, because a judge now is pissed off. In the courtroom, the judge basically said he was going to charge him with another crime. Charge Contempt. him with a crime. Not, not, not something that would be financially 
a actual crime. The judge is now threatening Donald Trump. So I have a feeling Trump is not going to be doing this anymore, mm. at least for now. He uh. shouldn't be. Stop spewing lies and trying to change the narrative so that you can try to get away with this scotch-free. Like that, That's not how this works. <laughs> and the fact that all the stuff about, first of all, her being financed, who is paying for her legal bills is none of anybody's business. Right. Nobody's. Secondly, his, oh, she's not my type. Well, in other words, if she was your type, yeah. you would rape her? That's a great right. defense. I yeah. mean, what a pitiful And let's talk experience. about reality. We've all done things with people we probably didn't want to do, but we did it anyway because it's what we wanted in that moment. So let's yeah. stop this whole, it's especially not my Brian. type. Yeah. <laughs> especially Brian. Un- unfortunately, it's just uh, sad that um, the, the former president continues to lose his mind on, on his liar social website. And, uh, you know, speaking of liars... I'm going to move on to Tulsi Gabbard. If you don't know who Tulsi Mm. Gabbard is, uh, for most of her life, she's claimed to be some sort of Democrat, which she never was. Mm. And then she decided it would be better for her political career if she decided to have more alt-right views and to fill in for Tucker Carlson and only make appearances on Fox News. Lately, she won't make any appearances on CNN. It's only right-wing echo chamber television Mm. and radio. And Tulsi Gabbard is an embarrassment. And here's another perfect example of what I'm talking about. She goes on her social media yesterday and she puts out a video and the video is about transgenders. And and anybody who listens to this show or anybody who has a brain, I would hope, understands that Republicans have been attacking transgenders for years. For no reason. And exactly. In my personal opinion, I agree for no reason other than just take away from the real issues. Like, for example, when we have the Tennessee shooting. Um, Republicans want to focus on the fact that this was a trans shooter, not a shooter, oh, but a trans shooter. Yep. And let's talk about that and how trans people are committing all these horrible crimes when trans people are 0.03% of all the mass shooters in this country. Anyway, I want you to listen to Tulsi Gabbard. Listen to what Tulsi Gabbard had to say about trans people. According to uh, a research paper that was recently published to the Journal of the American Medical Association Pediatrics show that there has been a 389% increase in children receiving mastectomies from 2016 through 2019. I want to say that again, children receiving mastectomies. The UCLA School of Law's Williams Institute published a study that found the number of transgender youth in America has doubled in just the past five years. And when you look at these statistics, you've got to realize that this is not an accident. This didn't just happen. This is very intentional. And it's the consequence of this radical agenda that is being pushed on our kids. All right. Here's my uh, response to that. You stupid witch, you. Uh, First Mm. of all, the reason why there are more trans people that are coming out as trans or even those that are having surgeries is not because of some Democrat radical agenda. You stupid fool. <laughs> the reason why they are doing it is because it's becoming, while we're not where we need to be at more socially evolving as a society, it's becoming yes. more socially acceptable, at least from people yes. on the left to be able to be who you are. It's the same reason why 60 years ago, people who were gay We're afraid to come out as being gay because of people like Tulsi Gabbard and Republicans, and they still do it. Attack people for being homosexual. That is the G that is today's QOP modus operandi Mm. fear of the other, whether they're black, 
Asian gay. What is interfere though? Liberal. Who cares what you're doing with your chest? Like who cares? That is but what that, the, that's easy for you to say, Jamie, because you, I don't care. But you don't you don't <laughs> isolate yourself inside the right wing media bubble and echo chamber and listen to this brainwashing right. fear okay. on a twenty four. But I'll tell you basis. what, what Tul- these other people do. What yep. Tulsi Gabbard is you're doing. Involved. They're not. What Tulsi Gabbard is doing is she is making the case, pathetically, by the way, mm. <laughs> that the reason why there, you know, there are more children that are getting surgeries, and the reason why trans youth is doubled in the last five years is all because of Democrat woke policies. Mm. And she's blaming Democrats really for people wanting to be who they are mm. and be themselves. Mm-hmm. That's and what she's doing. More comfortable and not having to wait right. until other people say it's okay to do so. And why it, do we want to wait until somebody who doesn't even care about my life anyway can say it's okay for me to get whatever I need? What is going on with your laptop? I don't it's know. making noises. I'm, I'm not even touching it. Um, <laughs> basically, that is like the argument that somebody would make. Why are so many gay people? Why are there more gay people coming out now than there were 50 years ago? It's because of the left radical policies of Democrats. No, it's not Tulsi, you stupid witch. The reason <laughs> stupid witch. The reason why. And by the way, there are so Skank. many. Yeah, there are so many. What did you say? <laughs> Skank. So, well, I'm not going to go that far, but I will further. The reason why Gabbard is doing this is the same reason why so many people on the far right are doing it because they want to make it seem like it's such a horrible thing that there are more gay people in this country. Who cares? It's such a horrible thing that there are more trans people in this country. And, and, and could Tulsi Gabbard be this stupid to think that the reason why all these people are kids or whoever are, 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 are transgender is because of woke policies does she not understand that the reason why so many of these people are coming out as either gay or transgender is because at least half the country feel like there's nothing wrong with it I have and you should answer. be able to do what you want to do the i issue have the th- answer what's the answer? reason she's doing it is because that's what she has to do to keep appearing on fox that is their modus operandi Who wants to be on tv that Fear bad of the other yes she knows she's lying just like tucker carlson hannity and ingram knew they were lying when they repeated Trump stolen rigged election lines. And right. we now know that because of the released emails and texts in the court documents from the Dominion case. And yes, Jane, they know they're lying, but it's that that's what their model, their yeah. business model what, is. Where, and they have to their, they, they want to push everyone else to have morals, but don't want to control their own morals. Who cares? Tosi, you are married with kids. Who cares what other people are doing? Are you out there trying to find a new man? Are you out there trying to find somebody cares, else to love Jamie? on you? Who you cares? have a husband already. Who cares? Who cares, Jamie? The base that they have been brainwashing fear into their otherwise—the base base that they have been brainwashing their otherwise empty heads with with fear for decades. Man, forget that base. I don't care what any they any of them have to say. Again, Jamie, you can say that because you're not isolated. Because what you're doing, listen. I don't, I don't know if you want people to know how old you are, but whatever you're doing at your age has nothing to do with me. Whatever Brian wants to do with himself has nothing to do with me. If Brian no comes in here, that. if Brian comes here and touches me, now it's an issue. Because Brian, why are you touching me? I'm not interested in you. <laughs> now that's an issue. But if Brian wants to go touch you. somebody to else <laughs> that's interested in him, that's fine. Who cares? Again, I answered your question. The base who has been brainwashed for decades into fearing the other, whether the other is black, whether the other is liberal, whether the other is right. Asian, whether the other is trans. And I agree. That's you why have I... been brainwashed for years. So mm-hmm. you can say, who cares? You and I don't because we're evolved. Mm-hmm. They do because they're not. And that's why I they made the de-evolve. statement. Right. That's why I made the statement earlier when Brian was talking about not wanting to respond to different commenters because they're all trolls. And I responded back saying, What's the difference in talking about what all these other people who are 
in the media are saying they're trolls. They're doing the same things because, that people on because tw- Twitter opinion, and YouTube are doing. Because they're spewing opi- dumb lies that make no sense. Because their opinions carry weight because they're public figures. Gas man, nobody knows. Who I would he is, never. I, I would never listen to a Tosi Gabbard. I would never listen to a gas man. And quite frankly, I would listen to anybody who's a figure but who I don't t- care about. But Tosi Gabbard's words have weight. I didn't even listen to Donald Trump. <laughs> but again, Jamie, you're you're you're. You're internalizing this to only you. You're not expanding to the other people. Because my thing is, I have my own mind and I'm my exactly. own person. Exactly, but you I'm have to why other, <laughs> You have to understand why other people react the way they do. They need to grow up. It's then. because they, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the point, Jamie. They haven't. Mm. Well, I think we all understand that if you have a platform, you could be a politician or a former president. Mm-hmm. You could be a celebrity. You could be somebody like Kanye West with a large platform. Your words matter. And even though we might not think the way they think, at least I hope not, uh, words do have consequences, especially when you have a large platform like a January 6th. When Kanye West praises Adolf Hitler, there were people across the country that were agreeing with him. And in fact, there were some people even in L.A. I saw some stories of people that had signs over over bridges that were saying we are with Kanye. Words have consequences. So Why even though all even idolize these people this much, Kanye has not put money in your pockets. Kanye has not come to lay in bed with y'all. Kanye has not taken y'all out to eat. I don't care about Kanye. I don't care about Trump. Jamie, and quite frankly, again, I don't care about most of these people because you're not doing anything for me. Jamie, everything <laughs> you're saying is I don't care about Kanye. I don't care. What- God don't. Well, okay, that's fine. But I again, laugh at those people. but again, expand your universe. Mm-hmm. We are a a celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. When people like Kanye West speak, mm-hmm. people listen. That's their fault. And you, <laughs> it is. But for you to say, well, I don't care. Well, that's fine. I don't know. But I let think me also too. One thing I always say is representation matters. And so if I'm a person who's saying, hey, release yourself from the shackles of celebrities, release yourself from the shackles of of politicians who aren't doing these things for you, doing anything for you, Jamie, I'm going to stand as a person who represents, stop caring what these people think. Those are words <laughs> of wisdom, but that's not where we are. It sucks. Well, it, it's it's really simple here, right? I mean, we could we could think a certain way or not want it, but, but January 6th doesn't happen if not for Donald Trump. Of course. Um, when we talk about the hatred towards the trans community, and there is a lot of it, sadly, um, mm. you know, uh, we don't feel that way about the trans community, but sadly, some people do. Um, and the attacks on the LGBTQ community are every single day. And words have consequences, especially again, if you have a platform, it doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree with it. The bottom line is there are going to be some people in society that agree with it. And then only bad things can happen and people will be uh, treated a certain way. You know, that's like me saying, Jamie, well, I'm not a racist. You know, I don't want to hear uh, who cares about what other white people, the way other white people treat black people or the things they say about black people. Mm-hmm. I'm not a racist. So that's just not me. And your response would be, well, yeah, that's you. That's not you. I'm, I'm glad you're not like that. But other people with platforms and other people mm-hmm. uh, that say horrible things about black people, uh, that affects us. Mm-hmm. Their behavior affects us. It could be not getting hired for a job or it could mm-hmm. be, you know, not getting a promotion or a police officer's mm-hmm. behavior. So while I am not like that and I try to treat everybody as equals, mm-hmm. other people don't think like us and it affects society. And and, and, and we I like to call those people out. As That's I li- a great thought point. I think what we're not understanding right now from my statement is that 
I'm pushing people to also be like, why are you even caring what these people are saying about you? Continue to live your life. Continue to fight for the rights that you want. And continue to be who you want to be. Because at the end of the day, who is a Tulsi Gabbard? I'm pushing for the fact that stop letting these people affect you so much. Not saying... Don't listen to what they're saying and don't speak out. But don't sit here and be like, oh, this person says I can't I be gay. Think, man, forget that, them. And I These think, people are doing all the stuff behind their closed doors that they probably don't want to be put out anyway. And I think that's admirable what your overall premise is. Mm. But I would advise not to approach it from the standpoint of why are you doing this? You know why they're doing it. Because they've been brainwashed into be fearing it. Mm. So rather than that, explain that. Don't ask them why. You know the answer why. Mm. They probably don't. Most people that are brainwashed aren't aware they've been brainwashed. Facts. So tell them. Don't ask them. You know the answer. Mm. Attack the problem. But going, you know, this is the the, the 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 question that I'll ask people that are listening now. That if you'd like to call in, which Please is this: Do you believe that the reason why there are so many, or, or I guess children or kids, teenagers, trans? that have doubled over the course of the last five years. Do you agree with Tulsi Gabbard that it's because of, quote, radical left policies? Or do you agree with me, and I think all of us in the studio, that the reason why this is happening is because people out there that want to be transgender are now more comfortable doing that because it's at least more socially acceptable, at least with half the country. The number to call, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, the number to call, 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three. Let's start off with Carl. Carl, what's going on? Well, yeah, hey, uh, Jamie and uh, Brian and hey, Doug. It's been a while I've talked to, since I've talked to you. Uh, the, the, a little bit. <laughs> Good to hear. From what's you on your know. mind, my friend? Yeah, listen, uh, I've been on for a while, and I, I've been, uh, you were talking earlier. I hate to change the subject a little bit, but you were talking earlier about. Uh, 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 Disney suing defense. Yeah, we haven't we haven't really got into that topic yet, but we're going to do that yeah, next. Well, yep. Well, the thing is, uh, he's killing himself. As far as a, I was born and raised in Florida, and and Disney Corporation is one of the largest employers, private employers in the state, yep. and uh, they own ABC and, and a bunch of other huge corporations, and he, he wants to close them down. I mean, uh, how idiotic can you get uh, to do something like that? Well, yeah, and you have other stations. It, it definitely, yeah. it definitely is idiotic, and we're going to get a little bit more into the story. Uh, and you have other yeah. stations on the air. You're talking about these right wing. There's one uh, guy named uh, last name Kook, who <laughs> he says he wrote a book, a bestseller, which nobody ever heard of, and he's putting Disney out of business. He's putting Budweiser, the, the big beer corporation, out of business because his book says, don't buy from them. Don't go right. there. Right. These people are so mentally ill. I mean, I've well, talked are, to a lot of mentally ill. They are, Carl, yeah. and I appreciate the call because we got to go to break. But you're right, Carl. Uh, and But they'll they'll be willing to tell you that those who are mentally ill are those that are transgender. That's what they will lead you to believe, that, that uh, you know, if you're transgender, you must be mentally ill. And... Tulsi Gabbard would lead you to believe that as well. I recommend everybody go to a John Stewart show where he interviewed a Republican congresswoman who has no medical experience at all. And she's trying to 
convince all parents to not let their children or teenagers get transgender surgery. It's so horrible for you. And then Jon Stewart brought some facts to the table when it came to actual medicine and doctors and studies that some of these children commit suicide if they're not able to be who they are. And she had nothing to say to that. And it was just like, if you're, and the point he made, which I thought was brilliant, was what if your children has cancer? Wouldn't you talk to the medical professionals or would you listen to a right-wing politician say, oh, no, 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 don't get help. Uh, I have people that I think you should listen to instead of the doctors that you have when it comes to your child having cancer. And it was, it was a great point. And, but then these people proved during the coronavirus epidemic that they would rather listen to right wing hosts and the right wing media than doctors. Right. Number to call 702-221-7283. If you want to be a part of the show again, that's the three best looking talk show hosts in the city. That's (laughs) definitely not true. I'll speak for myself. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. So we're going to take a break. When we come back in hour number two, we got some very interesting stories for you. One story that Jamie gave me yesterday, and I I didn't think it was a real story. uh, (laughs) He don't believe me, y'all. He don't believe me. (laughs) Turned out to be a real story. It's crazy audio of a guy who is, uh, I guess, suspected of of committing rape. And uh, then he kind of fled the police. And now he's under a different name and he's claiming he's not the original name of the person that committed these alleged crimes. And the audio is just like, it's like a movie. It's so crazy. We'll play <laughs> that. We'll play that a little bit later. It's crazy. But yeah, I do want to talk about this when we come back. I want to talk about Walt Disney now suing Ron DeSantis uh, and his uh, handpicked oversight board. We'll explain why coming up next. We'll take a quick break. Uh, Jamie D and Doug Basham in the house. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Yeah. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits, the yeah, conversations. <laughs> we can't hear you, man. Is that me? I'm just, try- I'm just trying to get us back into the segment. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits <laughs> on a uh, shut up. Wednesday. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, the kind of the conversations we have uh, off here are very, very interesting. Doug, I'm sorry, my man. You know, I'm going to have to put you on the spot now because this is very, very funny. And I was unaware that this incident might have happened. If it's okay, if I bring it up. So you did a, uh, so Doug was at my party, as was Jamie, by the way. I was, I forgot. And uh, everybody had a great time. And I appreciate the fact that uh, Doug did a little bit of magic there during the birthday party. And um, there was a beautiful lady that uh, you called up up with you to do a uh, magic trick with you. It was Guy David's gal. And now you're and telling you're right. me she's lovely. And now you're telling me something inappropriate might have happened up oh, there that I was unaware of. What happened? Well, I did a trick <laughs> with her that involved tying two scarves in a knot. <laughs> and I happened to mention at the time it had been a long time since I had done a show. So I, I, I made note of the fact that these two scarves were very wrinkled. And I said, but keep in mind, I haven't done a show for a long time. They've been in a closet for years. All right. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Get like, to the good part. Like, <laughs> Brian, Jesus. you blew my mind. Jeez, <laughs> Brian, let the man talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know he's a little older. Go ahead. <laughs> Joe Biden, Doug Bass. I had to get you back. You know, I had to get you back, Doug. I had to get you back. You know what I like, about, you know what I like about you, Jamie? <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Finish your story, Doug. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I had these two scarves that I tied in a knot. And then you place the knot down the woman's top. Okay. 
Now, I made note of the fact that these two scarves were very wrinkled. I explained the fact that the reason for that was that they had... I hadn't done a show in a long time, and these scarves had been in a closet for years. You know, like Matt Schlapp. <laughs> then, Matt Schlapp. Then, Matt Schlong. Then oh I God. went to Whoa. separate the two scarves, and my hand accidentally brushed against the young lady's breast. Now, she might Wow. Not, me too. Me too. She not might not have known too. it. She could have thought it was just because I was separating the scarves. Doug, be honest. It was Look just, me in the eye. Oh be gosh. honest with oh me. Gosh. Don't Here BS me. Here we go. Was this an intentional act? Oh, of course not. <laughs> you know, you if it know was God's going to be here Friday, right? If it was an intentional <laughs> act, do you think I would be uh, bringing it up to you and then willing to talk about it on the if air? If it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, would that accident have happened? Be honest. Yeah, it would have. Okay, fine. Ooh, that would have been much worse. That would have been a terrible experience. Yeah, I don't get so quiet and hot. <laughs> that, so that's the kind of experience that can leave scars. <laughs> Sarah, Huck, I'm Huck sure that the young lady probably didn't even notice. Well, no. So she, I'm sure everything she is may fine. not have because she didn't react. She could have just thought it yes. was the scarf brushing. You did a magic but trick. I know it was the you hand. You did a magic trick bad. at my well, birthday I'm glad party. Well, accountable. Thank you for that. You're and the magic man. trick that Doug really did was he, he was able to uh, touch a very pretty young lady's uh, breast, uh, allegedly. Without by, her even knowing. Allegedly <laughs> by accident. So, Doug, I think everything will be just fine. Uh, you're not Donald Trump. You don't have 25 <laughs> women that have accused you of sexual assault or rape. You have a pretty good track record there. So I think you're going to be just fine. And plus, she wasn't my type. Although I wish oh, you... Oh, whoa, whoa. Why do I have to go there? <laughs> that is funny i'm sure actually she's a lovely yes. lady she's every man's type yes there we go. yeah and i'm there actually going to go. be going out with them tonight so i'm sure everything will be fine but i will tell them that they were the topic of conversation <laughs> in this clip um yes so as you know ron DeSantis, who i think is just a despicable human being uh you know his attacks on the on the trans community and the lgbt community uh and everything when he when he talks about covid and per capita there were more deaths in florida than almost any other state in the country but yet he wants to brag about what a wonderful job he did and he didn't close anything down which by the way he did close things down and that's a lie um but uh, anyway desantis uh and his stance on you know whether it be the lgbtq community or transgenders walt disney took a stand and they just made a public statement said listen we don't agree with the policies of our governor Mm -hmm. so what does ron desantis does he taxes them Mm -hmm. like any dictator would do right what a jerk so walt disney parks and resorts today this morning have announced that they are suing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and his hand-picked oversight board, accusing the Republican 2004 presidential prospect of weaponizing his political power to punish the company for exercising As they should. its free speech rights. The lawsuit was filed in federal court minutes after the board appointed by DeSantis to oversee Disney's special taxing district sought to uh, claw back its power from the entertainment giant, voting to invalidate an agreement struck between Disney and the previous board in February, just before the board's uh, dissolution. Uh, what do you think of this? Do you think they have a case? Of course. Uh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. You're misusing your, you're, you're abusing and misusing your power to get back at somebody because you don't like the way, what they said about you. Mm-hmm. You're being a big bully. You're, you're, you're acting like Donald Trump Jr. Actually, not just a bully, Jamie, a fascist, not mm-hmm. to mention a and colossal a big... gargantuan hypocrite, yep. a Republican interfering with a private company. Yep. They all reek of hypocrisy. Yep. They stink of it. So this is a and 70. Someday I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> <laughs> just don't touch anybody's bosoms at a party. Uh, um, it's uh, oh my gosh 70, 77 <laughs> he in. No. I, I'll take I'll take you over Brian <laughs> seventy seven page lawsuit and they're seeking an injunction that would block the board from exercising the power DeSantis and the Republican led legislature sought to hand in um, 
this is why I tell people, and they ask me this question every single day, um, and I tell people that I'm more concerned about Ron DeSantis than Donald Trump. And I hate to say this because I would vote for almost anybody other than Donald Trump, but I got to tell you, if I had two choices and it wasn't you know Joe Biden and there wasn't even a Democrat against Donald Trump, if it was Brian, who would you rather have as president, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump? I hate to say this, but I, I would say Donald Trump. I'm more worried about Ron DeSantis. Well, to go back to what you led the show with, I'm not I'm not afraid of another rematch between Biden and Trump. I think Trump will be ineligible to run by the time Jack Smith, the special counsel, gets rid of him or gets done with him, mainly because of the 14th Amendment, Section 3. No one can hold office who has participated in an insurrection or given aid and comfort to those who have or even a rebellion against the government. It doesn't even have to be an insurrection. And Donald Trump did that and more. So I don't think he's even going to be able to run. So what scares me about Biden is that Republicans will run someone younger, like a DeSantis. And I think someone like a Gavin Newsom is much more equipped to take yeah. on a younger person like DeSantis than Joe is. By the way, Nimrod Nikki Haley, she really is just a complete idiot as well. Uh, she has so many wonderful solutions to problems, right? And, well, listen to her solution to this problem. Nikki Haley uh, says uh, that she uh, she says if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina. Yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful solution. So because you have an evil dictator in Ron DeSantis. Uh, Nikki Haley's not criticizing Ron DeSantis at all. Of course not, because she's a coward. But her solution is, hey, just take it to take take everything to South Carolina. Take your money to South Carolina. Like like Disney could just walk up and leave. I mean, what an idiot. This is what disqualifies everybody that's running. They are all cowards. They really are. The way they walk around and, and tiptoe around Trump proves how unfit they are for office. Yeah, they, they really are. It really is crazy. All right, moving topics now. So uh, yeah, I was talking to Jamie a little bit yesterday. Yes. And, um, you know, sometimes I see things that are theatrical and I see things that are uh, that don't look real. They look fake. Um, <laughs> a lot of things look fake, just like they're both. Yeah, let's not get back to my birthday party. <laughs> but anyway, um, in, all, ah. in all seriousness, um, this is a serious story. And I thought it wasn't. And it is because I looked up this guy's name and this is a serious story. A suspected rapist said to have faked his own death while on the run from the FBI and living in Scotland right now Mm-mm. has made a bizarre television appearance. I don't even know if bizarre <laughs> is even the right way to describe this <laughs> to insist he is not the man detectives are hunting. OK, so let's be clear. This is the man. OK, his name is Nicholas Rossi. <laughs> He's been running from the FBI. He is using a fake accent. You say he's living in Scotland? Right now he is. Yes. He's using a fake accent. It's the same guy. (laughs) Clearly, he's a bad actor. And he's his confidant or his girlfriend, uh, who looks like an actress. And and they're being interviewed by Dateline, Mm -hmm. which is a serious (laughs) news uh, show, right? And in this interview... He's claiming he's not the person he is, and everybody knows this yes. is the same person, right? This man saying he's an Irish orphan. And it's almost like an <laughs> SNL skit. It's unbelievable. Doug, this is not fake. This is a real interview with who everybody knows. This is Nicholas Rossi, the guy suspected of rape, which right. is very serious. He's been running from the FBI, and Dateline goes all the way to Scotland to interview this guy. And this is like an act show, and it's like <laughs> it's almost like a comedy skit. Have a listen to this. 
sapphire. Well, that's definitely not it. <laughs> that's me. Uh, that, I am not Nicholas. <laughs> that, that's definitely uh, that's definitely not it. That's definitely a spot <laughs> from okay, Jamie. Let's D. all jump on Justin. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely that was definitely not. The, okay, so are we ready for it? Okay, here here it is. We were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I'll, I can't, because I can't breathe. I can't walk. Uh, people say, that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. What do you say to, to someone who believes that, that you are Nicholas Oliverdian? I am not Andrea. I am not Nicholas Oliverdian. I do not know how to make this clear. What do you say to people who say these are crocodile tears? He's putting on an show this is all an act <laughs> oh Ica. Andrea, no, that's, that's a low blow that's a right low blow okay so that is not an <laughs> snl skit that is actually a real interview i can't with a this. serious news organization by the way the 35 year old is wearing an oxygen mask he his name he claims his name is arthur knight and i <laughs> An Irish orphan and a victim of mistaken identity who has never been to America. Uh, last month, after some court hearings, Sheriff Norman McFadden ruled that Rossi was indeed the man U.S. authorities were seeking in connection with the rape and sexual assault charges. Uh, this, this, I, when I first saw this interview, I was laughing because I thought it was a skit. It didn't seem to me. You didn't to be, believe me at all. It yesterday. didn't seem to be. Well, I think anybody I kept, who, kept saying this is real. I think anybody who listens to that interview and watches it would probably understand why. Are I you felt surprised? That way. It's the current world we're in right now. Everything seems ridiculous and fake. <laughs> and you can tell that they're clearly acting now that these are not real tears. And the person, the interviewer, was right. Those were fake crocodile mm-hmm. tears. Uh, and uh, what's amazing to me, and what I really don't understand about this whole story. Is can can the FBI not go to another country to get somebody? Can they? I, I mean, why not? They'd Google have to it. extradite them. How is it they that they can't a, just go and get a citizen? They have to, they would have to extradite them, right? But how is it that a news publication is able to go into his home <laughs> when the FBI is trying? Because to get they're him? not arresting it's him. It's crazy, <laughs> and, and and the acting. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just amazed. Yeah, it's at- a good it's a good sign someone's acting when they take a breath yeah. after every single or second word. Yeah. And was, I, I mean, it was the look. I can't stand up. You see, I told you. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, when I heard that story, I was just mesmerized by how wild and crazy it is. And apparently, this guy faked his own death in 2020 and fled to the UK to evade prosecution. I guess it's worked to this point. I don't think that's going to help his cause any doing that interview. I think that's actually going to put him more in uh, in in harm's way is fine by the way i hope so if he's if he's if he's actually a rapist um let's get this guy and by the way get him you say he's in scotland that reminds me you know how many birds a scotsman can keep under his kilt how many Uh -uh. depends on the size of his perch (laughs) that's pretty funny so doug uh brought some audio that i want to share with all of you and uh you know doug he called it a skit, and I said, hey, I got a skit I want to do, Brian. Well, no, not a skit, a bit. A bit. Okay, well, just don't touch my bosom when you do it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Jamie has already offered. Please I don't, don't need I, you. I offer. I just said, please don't touch him. So I do want to <laughs> talk uh, later on in the show. I want to talk about uh, a little VGK hockey. Yeah. Because uh, they got a big game tomorrow night at home to kind of close out a series and a little NBA playoffs as well. But, Doug, fire away, my friend, just, because okay, you, just, you have the open reins of the airwaves on KSHP. Well, I appreciate it. And this bit features Sean Hannity just a few days ago talking to one of his callers. 
And the first clip, it's kind of benign, but I want you to see how he kind of dances and tiptoes around the Trump DeSantis issue. That's the first clip. I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis, and he's done a great job as governor. And I think I know where you're going with this. And I believe Donald Trump did a great job as president, especially under the circumstances of being attacked every second minute hour of every day um, and still being attacked every second minute hour of every day. Um, I think he did a great job as president. Also, I, I like both of them. Well, uh, um, I- listen, it's the nature of uh, at some point during a primary. Let me because a lot of people ask me about this. At some point in a primary, it's going to get ugly. It always does. I wish it weren't happening now. Um, I know that, uh, uh, like, I really believe that one day Ron DeSantis has all the capabilities to be president. I really do. And I know that people are torn. They don't like, you know, you know, some people like Donald Trump. Some people say, well, wait a minute, you wouldn't be there. But for Donald Trump, that was the answer he gave me. So let's see what happens. Now, the reason I played that bite, whether you're talking about Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity, they never lead their audience. They follow. Did you see how noncommittal he was? Well, well, I could see DeSantis be a great president, but, but Trump was a great president. Well, let's see what happens. Sean he, Hannity's a coward. He will yeah. wait until his audience leads him, mm-hmm. just like both he and Limbaugh did with Trump. They all knew Trump was a garbage human being and unfit for office. If it, if it has anything but to do once with... Once the base started solidifying behind him, so did they. Oh, if yeah. it has anything to do with standing by convictions, I guess you could call it that, and going after Democrats, uh, D- Sean Hannity has no problem with that. But when someone asks him to pick or choose Republicans, he's a coward, and he won't answer the question. And by the way, he says, well, people were going after Donald Trump 24-7 every single day. What do you think he does with Joe Biden every day? Mm-hmm. Every second of his show, he's attacking Joe Biden and Democrats. He has no problem with that. But let's call Donald Trump the victim when if Donald Trump just stayed off of Twitter and stopped attacking every single person that disagreed with him, not necessarily every person that attacked him, every person that disagreed with him, he'd probably still be our president. But Sean Hannity will never talk like that because, again, he is a coward and a liar. Oh, absolutely. Now, the second clip, this one gave me hope because you have heard so many people on the right just trivialize everything that's going on with Trump, from Alvin Bragg to Letitia James to Jack Smith to Fannie Willis in Georgia. Yep. Listen to what Hannity said to his audience in this clip. This gave me great hope. So let's see what happens. Let's see how this unfolds. We don't know how deep and bad Donald Trump's legal troubles are going to get. They're trying to get him in an orange jumpsuit. That I can tell you. Yeah, that's a shame. They had all over a misdemeanor, and it probably wasn't even, and the, and the, and the um, statute of limitations is well gone. Well, that's a different case. I don't know what's happening in Georgia. I don't know what's happening with the special counsel. You know, the things that I hear, my sources give me information, what I put together, I don't like what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that it's all bad. There's nothing that I'm hearing that I say, oh, that's good. Not one thing. Boom. So let me start by saying this. To the dummy who called into the Sean Hannity show. <laughs> He's facing 34 felonies, sir. Not one misdemeanor, you stupid idiot. So, 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 so first of all, Sean Hannity would never correct him and say, no, sir. He's actually fake. Cause, cause Sean Hannity can't spell the word fact either, but I will agree with Sean Hannity. He's right. Donald Trump is facing some very serious charges down the road. I'm not talking about the Starley Daniels case now. Right, right. So Sean Hannity is right. And for him to even make a statement like that speaks volumes. Yeah. I mean, that, that, to me, that, 
Oh, that, that's why I said it gave me hope. That was a rare a moment of thing. honesty from Sean Hannity. Yeah. But he, but what he's doing in the first clip, he's tiptoeing back and forth between Trump and DeSantis. In the second clip, he's saying, your orange boy is toast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's trying to prepare them for what's going to happen. And as I say, I have no inkling at all or belief that Trump will even be allowed to run once these investigations are over. I think Jack... Jack Smith is going to rip him. But I'm going to tell you something, Doug, and you're probably not going to like what I'm about to say here. But my theory is there are probably some Republicans that are behind, not just Democrats, but Republicans that are behind uh, Bragg and maybe some of these court cases and charges. And the reason why I say that is because secretly, I believe many Republicans, while they wouldn't say it publicly. Oh, they, they hate would, him. They would much prefer Ron DeSantis over yep. Donald Trump. Oh, they hate Trump. But I'm going to tell you something. This is going to be bad for Democrats because if, in fact, and this very well may could happen where if Donald Trump is convicted of just one felony, as you know, you cannot run for president of the United States. So if he's convicted. Well, actually, you can. He could actually run for president if he was imprisoned. It's what the felony is. Right. Correct. And if they get him on the one I mentioned earlier, participating in an insurrection yeah. or rebellion, which of they government, could giving aid and comfort, which which I mean, he's just covered in that. If he if he is convicted, this is going to be bad for Democrats, because I'm telling you right now, I feel pretty strongly about this. And I've been saying this for months and months and months. And Joe Walsh yesterday agreed with me. If, in fact, Donald Trump is not the Republican nominee, whether he loses or whether he's you know convicted of a serious felony. If Ron DeSantis is the front runner for the Republican Party, I believe he's going to beat Joe Biden. I don't. Okay. Well. Not at all. Ron DeSantis already, I mean, he's slipping in the polls just among his base, and he's going as far to the fascist right as But that's right versus Donald Trump, that's though. It's play, not versus Joe Biden. That's right, versus Donald that, Trump. But that's going to play even worse in the general election with the, the broader American populace. I, he has I no don't know personality, no charisma, no gravitas. Ron DeSantis' idea of an exciting drink is a warm glass of water with mayonnaise Ew. around the rim. <laughs> I mean, he, he is just a nothing person. Okay, but, but Doug. I'm not afraid of him Doug, at all. But Doug, to be fair, mm -hmm. you're a liberal. There are no Democrats you out noticed. there. <laughs> uh, there are no Democrats out there that would support Ron DeSantis. I'm not talking about them. The, the reason why Joe Biden won in 2020. Because it wasn't Trump. Is because it was an anti-Trump yeah. vote. The reason why Hillary Clinton lost in 2016 is because Hillary ran a very bad campaign. There are a lot of people that are middle of the road. Now, listen, I'm not one of them. I can tell you right now, I'll vote for almost anybody rather than Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. I will vote for Joe Biden. I don't want Joe Biden to run again. He is. But we're talking about middle-of-the-road people, people that are moderate Republicans, moderate Democrats. And I'm telling you that a chunk of that would rather vote for Ron DeSantis than Joe Biden. There are a lot of people that are not happy with Joe Biden. They might be right. They might be wrong. I'm telling you, if Donald Trump ran against Joe Biden, Donald Trump has way too much baggage. He lost the, badly the popular vote in 2020 well, and in 2016. I'm telling you, he's going to lose more votes in 2024. I am very confident that Joe Biden would beat Donald Trump. I'm not confident that Joe Biden beats Ron DeSantis. I disagree with you. Well, again, Biden's not my guy. I want Gavin Newsom taking on DeSantis. But by the same token, 
I have no, and I have been wrong on this so many times by giving the American people too much credit. Mm -hmm. I, I never thought they would be stupid enough to elect <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. They proved me wrong. Who was it that said no one ever went broke underestimating the intelligence of the American people? But listen, I know a lot of Trump oh, supporters. That was Churchill. I know a lot of Trump supporters that I'm still friends with. I know a lot of them that voted Why are you for so Trump. Disappointed? Well, because it disappoints me that people, I'm getting to that, why people would be so stupid to vote for him twice. That's what my, listen, I know a lot of people like hey, Joe Walsh, still. like Joe Walsh, who you couldn't find a more staunch Trump supporter in 2016. I know a lot of people like Joe Walsh. Now, maybe they, they haven't flung way to the left and they're not willing to say, well, I'd vote for Joe Biden. But there's a lot of people like that that are sick of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And there's some people that maybe won't admit it. I know a lot of those people that really like Ron DeSantis. Mm. And I, you know, Michelle is, is a staunch I, Republican. I but, see your point. But yeah. again, that's their base, not the general. Uh, the I am not defending Ron DeSantis. Oh, no, I understand. I I'm think just saying, Ron I DeSantis. Think he, I think he will play well with the base and he will do better with the base than Trump. I don't think he'll do that well. Well, here's in the general. where he will not play well with anybody for the most part in this country that is gay or transgender will probably not be voting for Ron DeSantis or human. Well, uh, I disagree with you. There's a, you know, I, know, I, mean, I know, I know. I mean, I know you're you're making a joke, but the, you know, uh, there are not many Republicans out there today that would vote for Joe Biden in the 2024 election. There are a few, but not many. So you need to get middle of the road people. And there's a lot of people that are that think Joe Biden's too old. There's a lot of people that certainly don't want. There's also a lot of people that think that Kamala Harris, she's next in line. I don't want Kamala Harris to be the next president of the United States. I'm not a Kamala. I've, as I told Jamie, I'm not a Kamala Harris fan at all. Has nothing to do with her being her a woman. Wrong so often. Uh, Kamala Harris. It has nothing to do with the color Kamala of her skin. Harris. It has everything to do with just what has she done to help people. You know what has she done as vice president? To go back to your point, and, and I see the points you're making. And what would help DeSantis in your premise is that Democrats are always weak on messaging. Democrats don't want to get down in the gutter and fight. I do. I love it in the gutter. I was born in the gutter. Uh -uh. <laughs> but Demo but you won't have whoever, and unless it's Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom would say it, and he would say it articulately and eloquently. They have to make the case that all DeSantis is is Trump 2.0, more, more conceived or cloaked fascism. Yeah. So I, I need to insert But Democrats myself wouldn't do that. Right now, because one thing that I hear a lot from different political commentators and shows, and even just on our show specifically, is that everybody's just so upset with everybody. There's just so many emotions everywhere. Do you think that politics could be better if we just... I know it's not possible, but if we eliminated emotions in some sense, senses and situations, do you think that it would make for an easier political campaign and conversations and yes it would debates. but number one we're humans and emotions are part of humanity mm -hmm. number two it's not emotions that drive people like brian and, and myself it's lies so? versus truth but that, that that triggers your emotions though okay but hold on let me respond by saying this when we're talking about health care uh -huh. drug costs mm -hmm. we're talking about abortion mm -hmm. a woman's right to choose mm -hmm. there's always going to be emotion mm -hmm. if you are a gay man or a gay woman in this country most Republicans out there call you a sinner 
and they don't want you to have the right to get married. Of course, there's going to be emotion. Wait, pause. I'm not, I'm not talking about us. Of course, we're going to be upset. I'm talking about the people who I'm are talking running about, for office, not us, not the people who it's affecting. I'm talking about when Trump is out there talking about. So you're the talking about politicians' yeah, emotion. That's, about that's how so, you appeal to people, so Jamie, through their emotion. You have to. Uh, most politicians will will, and some don't show emotion, but the ones that do are trying to resonate with people. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem with people showing emotion. What I do have a problem with is, as as Doug said, people lying, spreading propaganda, saying things that are not true. Like, for example, Democrats want to take all of our guns away. COVID was a hoax. January 6th was a tourist visit. These are lies. And if you're going to disagree with a policy, let's hear your solution. And again, that's a big criticism I have for people on the right. Obamacare is the worst. Okay, where's your replacement ban? Oh, well, it's coming. The, it, it, this is, again, guns, you know, Democrats want to take your guns away. Okay. Are you angry with all the gun violence out there? Yes, we are. Then what's your solution? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know, so it's, 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 it's very, uh, disappointing to say the least. And, and know, it's upsetting. We're coming up on the break. So we don't even need to play the third bite. The third bite was basically kind of rehashing a little bit and, and how, you know, the country just wants or Democrats just want to destroy Donald Trump. No, they want to hold him accountable. But here's the element of this whole Alvin Bragg case mm-hmm. that I haven't heard anyone else make. Yes. What is Donald Trump's biggest lie? That the election in 2020 was rigged against him. Sure. Well, when you take a look at this Alvin Bragg case and what it evolves around, it's not just the falsifying of business records. That is actually a crime, but usually charged as a misdemeanor. Yeah. What elevates it into criminal status is if it's used to conceal another crime. Mm-hmm. In other words, a campaign, uh, a, an election campaign violation. In right. other words, he didn't want the people to know what he had done. Right. And for the people that say, so in other words, he was trying to rig the election. No question. That's why he paid the two people the money. And for people that say, well, he just didn't want his wife to know. Really? This happened in 2006. He had 10 years to tell his wife or to try and avoid her hearing it. Why did he wait till just before the election? And it has been testified under sworn oath that he told Michael Cohen to delay paying the women hopefully until after the election, because then he wouldn't have to pay it at all. Yeah. Well, guess what? Melania would still be there after the election. Yep. Yep. He didn't care if she found out. Right. He just didn't want the public to find out before right. the election. After, yep. he didn't care. So I yep. think this is the serious part of it. Mm-hmm. With Donald Trump, almost every accusation is a confession. Right. And for him to say, oh, they rigged the election, that's a confession. He tried to rig it in his own favor well, by paying and he, the hush money. And I agree with you. And he's got some big, there were, there's been a lot of lies, but that's certainly one of them. And, uh, Donald Trump's in a lot of trouble. And it, yep. I agree with Sean Hannity. I can't believe I'm saying that. He is in a lot of trouble. Yep. All right. So but here's, did, didn't that give you hope hearing Hannity express <laughs> that? I no, mean, not at all. <laughs> no, Brian no. said no. There's no hope because Sean Hannity's not going to change oh, who no, he is. No, I understand. Uh, he's basically saying the but sky is blue. He's acknowledging yeah. that Trump is in trouble. And for him to well, say that to his audience, He's trying to prepare him for what's coming. He's saying the earth is round. That'd be like if Kyrie Irving uh, yeah, but his base said the earth is round, but not Brian, flat. His I mean, ba- Sean hasn't and his base are flat earthers. <laughs> You're saying he's saying the earth is round. Well, to his base, Sean that's a big deal because I think the earth is flat. Here's why I don't think it's a big deal. Because Sean Hannity, no matter what happens, will continue to defend Donald Trump. Oh, of course. And that's why I think it doesn't matter. All right, we're going to take a quick break. 
And, uh, man, we got a lot of other uh, issues to get into, uh, especially uh, Aaron Rodgers is now a member of the Jets. Mm-hmm. I just saw the video of him uh, meeting the coaching staff. And it's really weird seeing Aaron Rodgers uh, going to be a Jet. Speaking of the Jets, they're back in town now. And hey. uh, uh, not the football team, the, the hockey Jets, team, eh? the Winnipeg Jets. Eh? And the uh, Vegas Golden Knights will have an opportunity tomorrow to uh, end the series and uh, be able to get maybe a little rest, which I think it'll be a great Uh, second round so we're going to talk a little bit about that when we come back Uh, we'll take a quick break Uh, he's Jamie D we got Doug Basham in studio I'm Brian Shapiro we'll be back right after this you're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie well worry no more stallone's italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 east silverado ranch boulevard just off of premium road half a mile east of south point casino just minutes from the las vegas strip come by and grab a slice of pie plus check out our brooklyn inspired italian cuisine our sandwiches are super hero that is because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement, and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Sapphire Pool and Day Club, the world's only topless gentleman's day club, introduces its 2023 pool season lineup with a bevy of beauties and social media celebrities throughout the summer who will all host alongside hundreds of Sapphire's topless poolside entertainers. Enjoy brunch in the sun with items like frittata-style omelets, stripping chicken, and French kiss toast before washing it down with signature summertime cocktails. Ten lines, beware, go bear! Ladies are welcome to go topless within the day club for the ultimate party. Guests can purchase affordable day bed packages, cabana packages, lounge chairs, and more. The best part, though? Pushing the Limits will be broadcasting shows every other Friday throughout the pool season with a ton of surprise celebrity guests. Wow! Reserve your spot now. For more info, visit sapphirepoollv.com or call 702-869-0003. That's 702-869-0003. See you at Sapphire. The National Atomic Testing Museum is a national science, history, and educational institution that tells the story of America's nuclear weapons testing program at the Nevada Test Site. Located at 755 East Flamingo Road, just east of Paradise, the museum offers immersive, interactive experts for guests of all ages. 
The museum is Smithsonian certified and open seven days a week. For more information, visit nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. That's nationalatomictestingmuseum.org. When you bring your vehicle to Star Auto Care for maintenance, you'll have a team of professionals at your service. Every one of our technicians has been factory trained and master status certified to ensure that you receive the highest quality and most effective service. Star Auto Care is located at 3540 East Tropicana Avenue, just east of Pecos. Star Auto Care is confident in their prices and will match any mechanic located within 20 miles. Bring your vehicle in today and let Star Auto Care give you the peace of mind you deserve when you service your car. Visit them online at starautocare.us. Whether you're a corporate executive, on a family vacation, or just passing through, St. George Inn & Suites will meet your specific needs. It's conveniently located near restaurants, shopping, and movie theaters. St. George Inn & Suites offers a variety of room types, two fabulous pools and jacuzzis, a fitness center, a free full hot buffet breakfast, and laundry facilities. To make your booking, call 435-673-6661 or book online at stgeorgeinnhotel.com. You need to stop in Southern Utah? Make that stop at St. George Inn & Suites. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Pushing the Limits Live on KSHP AM 1400. and soon to be 107.1 FM. Let me tell you about our friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. When I tell you they have everything you need, they have everything. Trust me, I even, even planning on going there and making them my particular urgent care because Brian recommends them and so do I. They have work and sports physicals, wellness exams, STD screening and treatments, pre-op clearance, car accidents, and honestly, more work injury, all that. You don't want to go anywhere else other than Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. They accept walk-ins. They accept your insurance. You have to just call and ask if they accept it. They're on 6125 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 1B. You can call them at 702-248-0554. Again, that's 702-248-0554. Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Check them out and let them know that we sent you. Now, also, guys, we have so many fun things planned for you for the rest of the week, but I can't be anything else other than excited for this Friday because we're going to be at Sapphire Pool and Day Club. We have all these amazing celebrities coming out. Veteran NBA veteran uh, ah, NBA veteran coach Paul McKeski and more. I need you all to come out because Brian's going to be in a Speedo. I'm going to be in a tank top. It's going to be hot. Come check out the vibes, y'all. It is. We Brian, have, uh, Brian's going to be in a Speedo? No, that's not <laughs> happening. Uh, we got uh, comedian Lindsay Glazer. She just put out a new comedy album. She's going to be there. We've got uh, She's great. former NBA player and UNLV standout Marcus Banks. He's going to be stopping by. Uh, we got Brett Raymer, reality TV star, of course, from the hit TV show Tanked. Brian Salmon from Channel 3 Sports is going to be there. Uh, and very many more special guests that are going to be surprise guests that are going to be joining us. So uh, uh, come on down, Sapphire Pool, uh, noon to 2 p.m. on Friday. We're broadcasting our show live out there. Probably not a lot of politics on Friday, well, I'll we'll, be honest with be you. Good. Will we need Ron Futrell be there? I haven't invited Ron, uh, but 
I probably should, so I will. Yeah, because I remember him saying on the show once that he had never been to a strip club. Well, you know what? I don't believe that, but I will. Uh, I, I, I will. Either. I will. I will certainly <laughs> invite him. So, well, Brian, wait. What color is your speedo going to be? Uh, I'm not wearing a speedo. <laughs> Why not? What do happen. you have against speedos? I will be wearing. It's not a, considered gay, Brian. Come on. I, I, I'm not concerned about don't that. Don't do that. I'm Jamie. Just, I just don't think it's a good look for me, or really anybody for that matter. But uh, <laughs> what? But I'm going to be wearing. Get away with it. Yeah, oh. I'm going to be wearing oh. a normal. Oh, bathing suit type shorts and t-shirt i'm gonna be very boring uh in other words your daily your regular daily wear i will say this it's really enjoyable to watch chris win at sapphire and by the way chris is going to be there as well okay i wouldn't have it any other way so chris is going to be on the air with us he's going to be jumping on with us and there was a moment last time we were at sapphire at the pool where we're live on the air and there's a beautiful (laughs) beautiful topless uh cocktail server that mm-hmm. was give, that was pouring Chris a drink mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at Chris while she's pouring the drink to him while we're live on the air and it was just it was a very funny uncomfortable feeling and <laughs> I, and, 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 I, and I look forward to those moments on Friday I will say that well uh, you got to have someone with a camera there to capture those that's moments. true that's, that's what you have me that's very true uh, but listen we got a lot of stuff to get to as far as the sports side of things obviously the NBA playoffs uh, are in full session right now, and Paul McKeskey will be joining us in studio tomorrow to kind of break that down. But before I talk Excited. a little, before I talk a little NBA hoops, because I love watching the NBA this time of year. The games have been fantastic, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. We got to talk a little VGK hockey, and uh, the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights were able to win two games in Winnipeg. Uh, mm. You couldn't ask for anything more than that after the series was was, was tied, oh, especially after the lackluster performance in Game One. Right, and cool. and it's really, uh, and they were down in this series. So yeah. to be able to come back and win three games in a row is a big deal. Uh, and now they take a commanding lead in the series. They're the huge favorite. To I think they get it done on Thursday, and and this is why it's so important to get it done for obviously obvious reasons. But your team gets to rest a little bit. You yeah. win this series four one. You get to get healthy and rest and, and look forward to the next series. Uh, the Jets are a pretty good team, but uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have. Um, for much of this, these last two games outplayed them. Mm-hmm. The third period in in game three was um, it got a, it got a, it got difficult there. They, you know they were up four to one, and then they allowed Winnipeg to come back. That was a huge goal in overtime. Completely changes the series, and then you you handily get it done and a dominating performance in game four. And uh, I got to say, the goaltending's been very very good. Uh, you know who I attribute a lot of their resurgence to? The return of Mark Stone. Yes. He is I, the heart. I agree. That, that, when they got the empty netter in the last game, mm-hmm. I mean, it was no big deal. An empty netter. All three of us could yeah. shoot an empty netter. But <laughs> right. Mark Stone had two Winnipeg Jets who were desperate to deck him because they yeah. knew the net was empty. His poise and control, he just ignored him, flipped it up to Howden. Yep. He scored. But four yep. minutes before that, he pulled a Connor McDavid. Yeah. The way he went around all mm-hmm. the defensemen and then passed it to Howden, Howden missed. But Mark Stone's work was phenomenal. I agree with you. And I would say that him being back in the lineup and he is playing at a pretty high level when yeah. you consider the the injuries that he has sustained and at his age. And he's no he has come chicken. back. Yeah. He has come back and he looks good. Yeah. And the, the, the He the, has heart. Yeah, the great thing about Mark Stone is you know he's a two-way player. And you know, you think of two-way players in the NBA Guys that are great defensive players. I mean, Kobe Bryant's a name that comes to mind. Great offensive player, great defensive player. Mark Stone is a huge body. He's not afraid to be physical. Uh, I don't know how many hits he's having out there uh, these days, but uh, his first shift in Vegas, 
uh, coming back from the injury, uh, hit somebody, you know, 10 seconds on the ice, not even. <laughs> uh, Mark Stone is a huge part of this team. Yeah. That's why he's the captain. Yeah. And for him to be playing at the level he's playing right now is great. And the other guy that I'm going to bring up, who's never been in the playoffs before until now, is Eichel. Uh, yeah. Eichel is scoring goals. He's having fun. He looks relaxed. And when a team is having fun and when they're smiling and they look like kids out there, that's when I say to myself, boy, they are exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Eichel's having fun. And I can tell you there were parts of the year where he was struggling, where he wasn't having much fun. Yeah. Um, in his first playoff series, game one was terrible for him. The entire team was terrible in game one. And since then, Eichel has shown us why he is an all-star and why he is one of the best hockey players in the world. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good gamble. This team is the, clicking the, right now. The gamble that Vegas took on Eichel is paying off. Going to get more difficult in round two. And, yes, I do think. Who, are they, who, are they, who might they be playing? Uh, if memory serves me right, it's either the Kings or the Avalanche, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they're I, tomorrow? They're, yeah. Tomorrow they're playing. It says Golden Knights versus Jets. Yeah, so we know that. Yeah, that that's... that's. Uh, you said tomorrow, right? The series isn't over yet. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about who they would play in the next... Um, yeah, if they win tomorrow, and, move and, on. Uh, oh, okay. What is the series between the Kings right now in the second round. That's what I need to find. I'm sorry, Edmonton Kings Oilers. And Edmonton. Did I say did I say the Avalanche? I was wrong. Uh so Edmonton's a really uh good hockey team, but uh the LA Kings, I believe they were up two one. So where is the series if you go to uh, it's three two, who's winning the series right now? Edmonton. So Edmonton's up. So the, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Kings were up two one in this series and Edmonton has won the last two games. Uh, obviously, Edmonton with with the, uh, arguably the best player in the world and Connor McDavid. We know how good Not he is. Not even arguably. <laughs> yeah, we know we know how good he is. I've gone on YouTube and looked at clips of him when he was a kid. Yeah, he was phenomenal then. Yeah, and so if you ask the uh, most fans, knowledgeable fans, who would you rather play, the Kings or Edmonton? Of course, it would be the Kings. Edmonton's a better hockey team. I think this is a really tough matchup. If in fact Edmonton wins Game Six and wins this series against the Kings. Really difficult matchup for. I'm not saying that Vegas can't pull it off and win the series, but very well, difficult. They have to bottle up McDavid. Yeah, no question. So Edmonton I, goes, but we're McDavid getting. Listen, goes. I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. The Knights still need to take care of business tomorrow. You want to have to go back to Winnipeg and travel for a game six, uh-uh. and then worry about that. And I've it, been to Winnipeg, not a fun city. No, it's, it's cold. There's nothing to do there. It's I, no Vegas. I agree. I tend to think that Vegas does not want to travel back to no. back to Winnipeg for Game Six, so I, I think they get it done tomorrow. The Jets don't want to go back to Winnipeg. That's how bad <laughs> That's it true. is. You're probably right about that. <laughs> um, let's talk a little NBA hoops, and I know Paul McKeskey is going to be coming in studio tomorrow. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, intriguing series. Uh, Lakers. A lot of intri- yeah, a lot of intriguing stuff, and uh, the Lakers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I when I look at. This series, and I look at the Grizzlies-Lakers series, I look at poking the bear. And what I mean by that is that's exactly what happened in the Lakers series. LeBron James was poked. He was called old. And uh, in, re- in return, um, you look at the way he's played since then, he, he, is, he has been lights out and he has been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, he, only he, called, he calls him old, and then in the next game he has to wrap him in the groin to slow him down. Yeah, I saw he's that. Only thirty-eight. The man's not old. I saw that. Well, for, yeah, but for, for his size in an NBA, for years, an NBA player, you're way out of your prime when you're thirty-eight years old. And do, you so, think, but, do you think he's out of his prime right now? 
Well, it's not. He's not it's playing not, like it. It's not. I'm just saying you're he not. He should be. <laughs> it doesn't matter what level you're playing at. You're not in your prime when you're 38 years old in the NBA. I don't mean to sound like Don Lemon right but now. I, I was, yeah. I was uh, just about to say yeah. that. I was just but about to say that. I would that. say it depends on the sport, but for the most part, when you're an NBA basketball player, I would say around 25 to 30 is probably when you're in your prime, uh, maybe 24, 23, mm-hmm. but around that 23 to 29 range, you're in your prime. Tennis, it's actually even younger. Uh, it depends on the sport. Uh, I would say hockey around the same. 23 to 30 is probably when you're at your best. Um, but again, every single sport is different. I mean, uh, golf is very different. But if we're just talking strictly NBA, you're not in your prime once you're past the age of 35. That's for sure. And I would say you're not even in your prime when you're in your, you know, 33, 34. It just depends on the sport. LeBron is still one of the best players in the league. I would say he's still a top 10 player in the league. Oh, absolutely. And at the age of 38, that is unbelievable. It's phenomenal. But the guy also takes care of his body, and he does a great job of that. And you have to give him a lot of credit for that. But uh, the Lakers are going to win this series. And I look at some of these other series. I look at the way my Boston Celtics are playing. And uh, I know that the Atlanta Hawks are not not a great team, so you can't take too much out of this series. But, boy, they are playing at a very high level. Jalen Brown probably knows this is the last year on his contract, and it's the last year he's going to be a Boston Celtic. I just feel like they are playing as a, as a cohesive unit. The East is good. Uh, I like the way the Knicks have played against the Cavaliers. A lot of people expected the Knicks to win this series, but the Knicks are winning, um, and uh, the Knicks are a good basketball team. I'm a little disappointed with the way the Phoenix Suns have played. Uh, in this series to this point against the Clippers without a Kawhi Leonard, without a Paul George. But uh, at times, Phoenix has struggled a little bit, but they're going to get it done. And, um, you know, very interesting. Well, they have to. They're in win-now mode. That's Correct. the only reason they Correct. made the deal for Durant. And the, the Milwaukee Bucks, um, you know, with the injuries that they've had and with Giannis, I still don't count them out. And I still think that uh, they are going to push and get a push with the experience that they have. The teams that I look at right now that, you know. You don't think Milwaukee's done? I don't. Oh. I don't. Uh, I think with their experience, I think they are going to get out of this series. I do. Uh, When I look at some of these other series and I look, look, the Lakers are not a championship team. Mm. They're not. I don't see the Lakers getting to the uh, Western Conference Finals. why Why do you believe that? Why do I believe that? Well, because they are they don't have a very good bench, although it is better than it was three or four months ago. Uh, they're not getting any younger. You always have to worry about injuries with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I don't think they have good enough guard play. And uh, I, they're certainly a much better team than they were four or five months ago. There were a lot of people that didn't even think they were getting in the playoffs. And let's remember, uh, if Schroeder doesn't make that last-second shot in the playing game, they're, they're not even here right now. So... Um, I think the, the Grizzlies are a good matchup for them. The Grizzlies are very young, and I think the, for the, the Lakers, they probably couldn't have asked for a better matchup. Um, but uh, listen, the Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets are very, very good. They're a team to be reckoned with. Uh, it's a reason why Jokic keeps getting the MVP. He's the all-around most valuable player in the league. So uh, Denver is, is certainly going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm still sticking by my guns, even though I don't like the way Phoenix has played in this series, even though they're going to move on. Uh, I'm still sticking with the Phoenix Suns because they have Booker, because they have Kevin Durant, because they have an aging Chris Paul, and this could be his last chance to win an NBA championship. Mm. This is a great year for the NBA because I, you could name five or six teams that could win the NBA championship this mm. year. The Boston Celtics, for sure. I think it's a stretch, but don't count out the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid and the level that he's playing at. You can't count them And up. Harden's actually been playing well. Harden has been playing well. You're right. 
Uh, I just mentioned the Phoenix Suns. That's definitely a team uh, to be reckoned with. The Denver Nuggets are absolutely a team that I could see winning it all. And and the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I could absolutely see the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, those are five teams right there that I say to myself, I could see any of those teams winning this now, year. How do you feel about the Warriors? You didn't mention them. You know, interesting you bring that up because that was the next team I was going to talk about. Um, this has been a hell of a series. And the Golden State Warriors are very, very fortunate. Uh, where they're at right now, because they certainly could have lost uh, a few games earlier in the series that were very, very close. But the problem I have with the Golden State Warriors, well, there's a few problems I have. <laughs> I like Draymond Green as a player. He's the kind of guy that you really want on your team, but can he keep it together? He always already had the suspension. That's a concern to me a little bit. Without Draymond out there, Physically, they're not very good underneath the basket. They Although that one game he was suspended was the best game they've played. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that when you have Steph Curry, who is arguably the best shooter of all time, Agreed. he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You have Clay Thompson, who is now healthy and playing at a very high level. Uh, I think Steve Kerr is a great coach. You're always going to have a chance. Yeah. I don't put the Like gold. they say, they have that championship pedigree. I think the Phoenix Suns are better. I truly believe that. I think the Bucks are better. I think the Celtics are better. Um, and selfishly, I wish that we could be watching a Lakers-Golden State series right now because that would be really interesting. Um, <laughs> but Golden State's a good basketball team. They score a lot of points. Uh, if Draymond could, could, could keep it together and stay on the floor not get in foul trouble, not get suspensions. Um, if Draymond is playing at a high level, and he doesn't have to score, but if Draymond is playing at a high level like he, like he is defensively and on the boards, then I think Golden State certainly is in the mix, and they'll have a chance, but I could name you several teams that I think are better. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. I have a quick question. One thing I haven't men- heard you mention on the show to date, and, and you know I can't listen to all of them, but do you have any feelings about the Formula One race coming up? Yeah, I won't be there. <laughs> he doesn't care about the race. <laughs> well, no, not at the prices they're charging. Yeah, I, I won't be there. Um, I'm not a big race car fan. He I never sucks. Never had been. Maybe if I was a MAGA, I would be. I don't know. Well, you Listen, know, I don't be a MAGA to be. Into have you not? Car. Have you not been to a NASCAR race before? Have you I been to race race car? Okay, so 95 percent are usually white people that support Donald Trump. Yes, I have a comment that I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep to myself. But keep okay. in mind, <laughs> but keep in mind, Formula One isn't American NASCAR; it's European. That's true. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, Doug, it's obviously great for the economy. Thank you. It's great Doug. for, it's great for Las yes. Vegas. Oh, it's essentially uh, a three-day event, and they it's, figure it's, Vegas will bring in 1.6 billion. No question, but I could care less. Uh, I'm not a NASCAR guy. Hold on, pause. How come you can say you don't care less about stuff, but I can't? If you care about NASCAR, then you you have no. Y'all both yelled at me earlier for saying I don't care what people think. (laughs) It's whose show? It's his show. It's our show. It's his show. Our (laughs) Brian Spiro and Jamie. Who who was here first? Me. (laughs) At PTO Radio Show, I was here first. At PTO Vegas, he was there first. Well, Doug, I mic drop. All seriousness, I I do appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's his show. It was good for my confidence. Give me a now. favor. Don't, ac- <laughs> don't accidentally touch any woman's bosoms, please. That was, that was Oh, no. Jamie's already Brian's offered. Now. I've got right. a new squeeze. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris Wynn is available on Friday. If you come to Sapphire, you can touch his bosom. 
Have, 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 have you, have you consulted with Chris on that? Yeah, he gave me the okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, actually chatting with him live on YouTube yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, Doug, thanks for being here. Uh, for Jamie D, I'm Brian Shapiro. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, the big man, Paul McKeskey, will be joining us in studio tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.